Welcome to Everything's Messy. I'm Sarah. Okay, so we are on to episode five. Again, I'm so excited. We're getting such great feedback. And again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I do want to say really quick that if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, uh, you have an idea for the podcast, anything that you want to share, shoot me an email, everythingsmessy at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and X, which was Twitter, all at Everything's Messy. And we are now on YouTube. Uh, It is only audio. I have not graduated to video yet. I am working on it. Um, But if you wanted to, if if you're frequently using YouTube, it is the audio podcast on YouTube. So again, shoot me an email, anything you want to talk about. Let's get messy. Uh, Leave me a review. Uh, Like it, subscribe it, don't like it. Tell me what you don't like about it. It's okay. Uh, I want to hear all the things. So last week we had on Teresa T, um, the living, the green living guru. She was uh, full of information. We learned a lot from her. And I like some of the things that she said, you know, how to make your home a better uh, environment that isn't full of fragrances. And so if you have any questions about that, I put her information in the show notes last week. Or again, you can reach out to me and I can put you in touch with her information or I can answer your questions as well. So there's that. So today I want to uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about something that actually is happen- happened to me that is messy. And I kind of want to get everybody's take on it. Um, first, let me ask a question. So how many of you truly know someone on the autism spectrum? like truly have contact, daily contact with them, maybe yourself, you are on the spectrum, just how many of you are in that boat? So my middle daughter is on the spectrum. She was diagnosed at four. She was nonverbal. And she's come a long way. We've gone through OT. We've gone through speech therapy. Now I will say she is very high functioning. I do not compare her to anyone else in that boat. My heart goes out to parents and family members that may have to go through more challenging people, you know, with on the spectrum. Not that it's a bad thing. I just never want to not recognize what they might be facing. And so that's my way of doing that. I will say, um, I hear a lot of people say, oh yeah, I know so-and-so, they're autistic, I know all about it. Here's the thing, and this is something that really sticks in me. Um, When you say you know somebody on the spectrum, that means you know one person on the spectrum because autism looks different on everyone. And there might be some similarities, maybe they stem the same way or something like that, but it is different for everyone boys are different girls are different it's just looks different and not everyone is the same and that's true as humans in general but especially when you're speaking on the spectrum so again my my experience has been with high functioning and so that's only what I can speak to and how that relates and what we do with it but I want to get into you know I'm always hearing all these things where we're so accepting, we're all inclusive, everybody can come and be a part of the group. And our experience was not that. And I'd like to really dive into, I think people think they're being accepting. I think people maybe want to believe that they're accepting of others that might have challenges or might be different than them. And, you know, that's, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying they might be different. 
but they are not really sure what to do about it. And instead of being honest about that, they seem to act cowardly about it. And they're not, um, they don't, they're not sure what to do with it. And I am all for, you know, educating and being an advocate and speaking out on behalf of my daughter. She's actually of the age now where she's a pretty good self-advocate for herself. But, she, you know, I'm still going to be the mama bear who's going to rise up and, and make sure that, um, you know, she's getting what she needs. We, our experience was this. We had elected to um, hang out with this homeschool group. And they were, uh, unfortunately, you know, it, it was advertised that all ages were welcome, everything, you know, just come and hang out and whatever. And so we did that. Um, it wasn't very welcoming the first time, but I thought, okay, you know, they don't really know us. Let's try again. And maybe this is a lesson for me. Maybe I should really hone in on what it doesn't feel right. Don't force it. And I don't think that I was forcing it. I feel like in my head I was giving it a chance, but I probably shouldn't have. And, you know, um, my husband and I would go out with our daughter and, you know, she would have a certain thing or, you know, say something or whatever. And we would have friends, even family would say, well, she doesn't look autistic. And it used to really, really make my husband and I angry because we would say to ourselves, well, what does autism look like? Number one. So then we started to get sort of sarcastic with it. And we would answer back with stuff like, oh, well, it's the way we parted her hair today. Oh, it's what she, the shirt that she has on. That's why she doesn't look autistic because the, the ridiculousness of the comment. And again, I think people thought they were trying to be helpful. I think they thought that, you know, you're trying to look for something that's wrong with her when there's nothing wrong. Look, there's nothing wrong with my daughter at all. Nothing. And being autistic, having autism does not make anything wrong with you. But it's sort of that misnomer that people, that's just how they spoke. So I started to get a little sensitive about it. And I had to kind of reel myself in and just realize People are trying to come from a good place, I think, um, and but they just don't know what to say about it, right? And so going back to this homeschool group, I thought, well, let's just give them another chance. Um, we, it was one of those homeschool groups where you apparently had to fill out an application to belong, which should have been my first red flag. And then they had pillars of what was in their um, community that they wanted to um you know, keep alive for their homeschool group. One of the pillars was they wanted to keep childhood innocent and and let them be children for as long as they could be. And who doesn't want that? I am certainly all for that. But when it came time to go over the applications, first of all, this was not a phone call they had with me. This was a messenger chat where both of the administrators were in the chat but only one was doing the typing and their their the basic premise was we don't think you're a good fit um she she we think that your daughter has said some maybe inappropriate things and we want to keep our children innocent as as possibly and we just don't think it's going to be a good fit and i never use her diagnosis as an excuse this is who she is and i'm okay with it and you don't have to be they're also entitled to have the pillars that they want for their homeschool group i totally agree with that but when i did respond with 
some of the things that you might think are inappropriate is her way of stimming, is her way of when she feels overwhelmed, this is how she responds. It was responded back with, I didn't think, um, I'm sorry, I didn't think about it like that. I didn't know autistic people would do that. So that was a very red flag to me right away that you're not educated and you're not thinking at all. So at this point, there's no reason why I'm going to be a part of this homeschool group. And it's how I wanted to handle it. So I very simply said, it doesn't sound like we're a good fit. And I left the chat. And (laughs) typical in my life, I then go over it in my head. How, what could I have said? What could I have done? What could it have been better? And, you know, I spoke with some friends and family members about it and very supportive and very loving. And they know what, they know what I'm going through. They understand. And it, it came down to me feeling like I should just be the bigger person and understand that they're ignorant and they are trying to keep their little group in just the, you know, kids that they have. And and that's okay. I That part didn't bother me. What bothered me was the ignorant comment of, oh, I didn't know that they could do that. Well, how would you? I'm okay to understand that neurotypical parents with neurotypical children don't understand what challenges and things that we might face. They don't understand. They don't get it. But I feel like, first of all, if if that had been me, I would have called and had a conversation with somebody. Again, that's just me. I'm old school. I don't like to deliver things that have sort of a sensitive nature to them over a text message. That would have been my first thing. I didn't like the fact that both administrators were in the messenger chat, but only one was typing as the other one, what, just sat there and read the messages? Was she going to referee if I got out of line? I didn't know what that meant. And I didn't like the way that um, they saved, because again, we had gone to probably two or three outings with this group. And it was never brought to my attention that maybe there was something they didn't like or something like they never sought me out to have a meaningful conversation about it, to be the all inclusive as they claimed to be. They never sought me out. And so then, you know, when I'm getting this message, I'm just thinking, you know, what am I supposed to do with this? You're obviously, you know, ignorant. You're obviously uneducated about what people can be like on the on the spectrum whether that's simming whether that's repeating whether that's talking to yourself I mean there's a whole myriad of things that go along with it and none of it's bad they just don't know anything about it and again I understand that I just didn't like the way that it was handled and so I'm very sensitive to the fact that people talk about being all welcoming being all inclusive everybody's welcome when that's not really the truth that's not really what they mean what they mean is if you're like them and everybody gets along then yeah we'll welcome you in and it'll be fine but if you're different if we have to go out of our comfort bubble and we have to learn something else I don't know that that's going to be somewhere which where you're going to fit Now, again, I'm not going to force the situation. I'm trying to, you know, show my children that not everybody's going to like us and that's okay. It was just the way that it was handled. It was the way that 
Um, like I said, they waited until the application process was in review and they saved these times to when they were going to tell me that this just wasn't going to be the appropriate fit. And again, they're entitled to their opinion, but how much more great would it have been if we could have had a conversation, first of all, in the moment that it happened so that I might correct the behavior, but if there is behavior that needs to be correct or maybe educate with what is going on with the situation And instead of doing that, they hid behind their text messaging. And again, I just, I really want to make sure that when people are talking about everyone is welcome, it's for everybody, that people really understand what that means. You're not going to have, and this is a a testament of life as well. You're not going to have this cookie cutter situation of life that you think is going to fit every little piece that you want it to fit. That's not how it goes. And what an opportunity that would have been to maybe teach their children about being more accepting and more and getting more education on things like this but no instead they're set in their ways and again it's not a situation I'm going to force it's not something that we wanted to be a part of anyway but I just don't understand why people think that just saying those buzz buzzwords saying how great their group is or you know again in anything in life we're all inclusive we're going to include everybody when that's not really the case. And I will say it's part of why we homeschool. All three of my children have been bullied in school. Now, luckily, my oldest is now graduated. She graduated a year early for partly that reason. Now, my middle daughter is the only one on the spectrum, but all my children have some sort of ADHD. My son has dyscraphia, dyspraxia, ADHD, and a TBI. So he has a lot of things he's going through. My oldest, ADHD, and some other issues there. And then, of course, my middle daughter uh, on the spectrum. So we have you know, different ways we do things. We have different ways we approach things. It's not good or bad. It's just different. And so part of the reason why we decided to homeschool is they were not in an environment that helped them to grow and learn and be who they needed to become. They were in an environment that was stifling. They were in an environment that did not create a safe space for them to learn anything. It was a very interrupting and distracting environment from fire drills to assemblies to active shooter drills to all these other things that of course attending school you have to go through and I'm not saying the drills in and of themselves are a bad thing I'm saying they make for a very distracting day when you have somebody who's trying very hard to keep it together and hold it together and trying to do what they're she's being told or he's being told and you have these variables that you know it just it gets in the mix it it does not create an environment where you can let your guard down You can actually learn the information, retain the information, regurgitate the information. It just became a very stressful environment for all three of them. And again, to throw in the bullying, to throw in, I mean, let's be honest, not all kids, but there are some kids who just have a tendency to be mean. And, you know, they try to teach everyone is accepted, everyone is welcome, but that you know teachers can't be everywhere all at the same time and yes i understand the the other life lesson of you know not everybody's going to like you and that's okay again we understand that it's about telling your kids oh i you're going to be accepted and it's fine putting them in an environment where they're not and then make then they're feeling bad because they're not keeping up or they can't learn anything or it's distracting for them so again that's another reason why we homeschool Since we've been homeschooling, 
They've started to thrive. They're retaining the information. They're doing very well in the studies that we're doing. Uh, again, my oldest graduated a year early. She was able to do dual enrollment. So it, it has just looked as a different journey for us. But I say with complete sincerity and, and just conviction, when you hear people using the buzzwords, everyone's welcome, it's all inclusive, it really begs the question, are you, is your group, are you just saying that because that's the cool thing to say? Because it may not look like what you want it to look like. And I feel like if people just took a moment and took a step back and thought about what the situation might be, you know, again, a missed opportunity to not only educate the parents, but to educate the children. And what does that look like? And, you know, can we have a, a buddy, a friend that may not look like us or talk like us or act like that, but can we still find a common ground somewhere to at least have, you know, a group together? I don't know. But when you are denied that opportunity based on, you know, three outings of something that you didn't like what was said, it just seems a little short-sighted to me and it seems like a missed opportunity. And again, it's a little hurtful. Now, I, um, w again, we're not going back to that group. It's totally fine. We are seeking other groups. We are seeking other things. And I know not all groups and not all situations are going to be what I experienced. But I do feel like it's worth mentioning. Let's really have a true conversation about what that looks like. You know, it's very easy when it's a physical disability. And I don't mean easy for the person. I just mean it's very easy to see when someone has a physical disability that they might need a little more uh, care or help or, you know, our hearts are always in the place and they might need help. And I will tell you, sometimes they don't want the help. They don't want to be treated like that. And that's okay too, but we seem to know how to act or know how to reach out when we can see it. When it's invisible, when it's not, you know, written on their forehead, when it's not known to everybody of what it might look like, it's a little bit different and people aren't exactly sure, you know, a, a misstep, something uh, off the cuff that might be said, and they're just not quite sure what to do with that. And instead of educating yourself, embracing it, figuring out, okay, so you think differently. That's cool. This is how I think about it. And just, again, having a conversation, educating and talking about it. I think we're missing trying to be better as a whole. And as a mom who, again, I am very you know, mama bear, and I will admit that, but I'm also not stupid. And I'm also not stupid to the ways of the world. And I understand that somehow they do need to learn that, you know, not everybody's going to like them or not every situation is going to be for them. And I totally get that. But the meanness or the unkindness to me, there's no place for it's unacceptable. And especially when it comes to kids should have no place whatsoever. And I think again, we just really need to take a look inside of what that might look like. I have a soft spot, obviously for it. It's something that I will tell you, I hope not to break into tears here. But I will tell you, my children have taught me more about the world and what is in it than I ever learned on my own. The 
differences they may have, the challenges they may face. We got through it together. We're getting through it together. But one thing that I can say for certainty is they were never unkind until maybe somebody was unkind to them. But they have so much love. I mean, I remember going to my daughter's OT classes and we were in a room where everybody was different. You had some people that um, were deaf. You had some people that had cerebral palsy. You had some, and these kids were just so nurtured in this environment. They didn't see those things. They just saw they were all kids and they were all gonna play. And I'd love to be able to take that example and apply it to the rest of the world. No matter the differences, no matter what you might see, we're just all going to hang out and be kind. Now, again, I'm sure that sounds very kumbaya and hippie, and that's not the world, the way the world works, but why not? Why can't it? Why can't, at the end of the day, you understand, no matter what's going on, take a moment and think about walking in somebody else's shoes. It might change your perspective, but even so, even if you can't do that, just be kind. Just be kind to whoever's in front of you, next to you, behind you, because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what their life might have on their plate. You don't know what is going to happen. And a kind word from a stranger, let me tell you, can go a very, very long way. And I just, for the sake of my kids, I want everybody to be able to at least try and apply that in their lives. Just if anything, for the kids, right? I'm always a big proponent to do the things that we can for the kids. But growing up and being adults, why not carry that over? Because I'm telling you, and and this is for everybody on the spectrum, whether they're 7, 17, or 27, they're not going to grow out of it. They're not going to, it's not going to go away. They're, this is something that they have. And, and that applies to anybody with a physical or any other kind of handicap, right? It's just not going to go away. I'm a type 1 diabetic on an insulin pump. I'm just not going to get cured. It's not going to go away. Now, again, maybe in the very, 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 very distant future, they'll have some sort of cure for it. But I don't hold my breath for that. And I live my day, every, you know, my days every day knowing this is how I have to live my life. And the same with the the others that have challenges or differences, whatever you want to call them. It's not the end of the world to be different, whatever that looks like. It's not the end of the world to maybe not fit in the box that everyone else thinks that you need to fit in. It's okay not to. And again, box, circle, square, triangle, whatever it is, just be kind. That's all you have to do. You see a stranger, you see, and again, you know, we talk about the way the world is today and the defenses that you have to have up to protect yourself. And I totally get that. But you know when it's okay. You know when it's all right to shoot a smile to a stranger. You know what's an okay to, you know, help somebody that may need help with their groceries or something like that. And if you don't want to go out of your way, that's okay. But if you're having an interaction, then that's your opportunity to be kind. And and that's that's really the, the gist of it, right? doesn't matter what what you believe what your values are what I mean they do matter but the message here should be no matter the situation just be kind you don't know what somebody else is going through you don't know what else somebody else has been through you don't know what they have on their plate then 
So I just, I wanted to take this opportunity to first share the messy story that I have. And obviously you can tell I'm emotional about it. It's messy. And it's not something that I would want, wish on anybody. I don't want anybody to go through something like that. Um, I feel like if I can share it with you and, and get it off my chest, then maybe I can really move past it. And I do think for the most part, I have moved past it. Again, we're not going back to that group. But talking about it, yeah, I am emotional. I'm emotional about it when it comes to my kids. What? Who isn't going to be? Who isn't going to be? Who doesn't have that, you know, minute of rage where you have something that pops into your brain that you'd really like to say, but you know that you need to be the better person and rise above and not say that? Yeah, I I had to work on that because there were a lot of things, and this was after the fact, but there were a lot of things that I really wanted to say. And I chose to rise above. Maybe some will say, oh, you didn't stick up or you should have said this or you should have said that. I didn't think it was worth it. I didn't think they were worth it. I didn't think it was worth becoming more emotional than I already was. And I just wanted it to stop. And if you wouldn't have handled it that way, if maybe you would have done something different, I want you to tell me. I want to know about it. Maybe it will give me the confidence and the strength that I need. So if it happens again next time, I will know exactly what I need to say. And if you did, you would have chosen to do what I would have done, what I did, which was rise above and just they're not worth it. I want to know that too, because we can apply this to any kind of situation no matter who has challenges or not, just having unkind things and people that happen to you, there's just always, you know, there's always going to be a situation like that. Um, But again, I'm emotional because it's my children. As I'm sure a lot of you would be, you know, we're mama bear. We, (laughs) it's all we can do to protect our children. It doesn't matter how old they are, right? It doesn't matter how old they are. It is an ever- lasting feeling that you will always have to protect and that's that's just where it's going to be um so again i hope that uh, you bear with me through the emotion you will respond and let me know what you think Uh, i hope that you are getting something out of this podcast i certainly am i'm certainly loving it i love sharing with you guys and i want you to share with me Again, shoot me an email, everything's messy at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, and X, which was Twitter at everything's messy. Send me a message, follow me, uh, you know, give me a review, like me. And again, I am now on YouTube. It is not video. I'm working on video part, but I am, the audio part is on YouTube. So if that's where you listen, jump on YouTube, subscribe it, like it, all those things. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to my emotional rant today. And I hope that you will tune in next week.